Open my lips, O Lord, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Amen. Well, in today's gospel, Jesus tells a parable about an unjust judge and a poor, persistent woman, a widow, on her own. And the story was intended, Luke tells us, to remind the disciples about the, the need and importance of persistence in prayer in their daily lives. Persistence. But like all parables, this story has more than one layer of meaning. A likely interpretation when reading this gospel is to cast ourselves in the role of the widow, pleading with God night and day until finally, finally, our prayers are answered. We may feel that God is not at all like the ill-tempered and unjust judge of the parable. But the implication is that even if such a wicked man as this judge will give in, when he tires of the widow's persistent pleas, then, then surely, surely a just, merciful, and loving God will be that much swifter to answer our prayers. <clears throat> For a moment, let's look at this parable from a different angle. Let's just suppose that this widow, with her persistent demands for justice, represents God. And we are the unjust judge. We're the ones who do not fear God or have any respect for people. Imagine that it's God who continually calls to us, who persistently asks for something from us, who just won't let us alone until our resistance is finally broken down. Doesn't it feel sometimes that, that God is acting in this way with us? Perhaps God has been persistent in calling us to a deeper knowledge of Jesus as Lord and Savior. Maybe we've, maybe we've strayed from the path long or short times away from the path we're on, and we've heard God's call, His voice calling us to come home. Or perhaps it's not so much that we've strayed, but rather that we have become complacent in our lives. And now we begin to hear God calling us again, again to a deeper commitment. In whatever way God calls to us, however we hear it, the common experience is that God is the persistent one. We may not always want to hear God's call. We may have our own agenda. We may have to put our trust in things of this world instead of in God, we think. Maybe we're, we're willing to give just so much, but not everything. We, maybe we're just holding back on the total commitment that God wants us to make. You know, there are as many ways to run from God's persistence call as there are human beings to hear that call. But still, God doesn't stop calling us back again and again. Hmm. God really is kind of like that poor widow in the parable, persistent in her cry for justice. In what way does God call us today? How, how are we hearing a call to strive for justice and peace in our time? For starters, we know that we depend on God's creation to sustain our life together, 
By serving as good stewards of that creation, we reflect God's love for all that has been made. In caring for the earth, we return our love to God. This is our first vocation, our first calling. Together with God, together with one another, we care for God's world. As a people of faith, we're never without hope. But the sustainability of God's creation demands our involvement. As members of the Episcopal Church, we are committed in baptism to resist evil, to seek God's will, to treat all people with dignity and strive for justice and peace. If we hope to treat all human beings with dignity, to build peace, to make sure that every child of God has enough to eat, enough clean water to drink, and clean air to breathe, we must acknowledge the damaging impact of climate change. But awareness alone is not enough. Environmental lawyer Gus Speth, co-founder of the Natural Resources Defense Council, said this, I used to think that top environmental problems were ecosystem collapse and climate change, but I was wrong. The top environmental problems I see are selfishness, greed, and apathy. And to deal with these, we need a spiritual and cultural transformation. And this is where we, as church, come in. The 80th General Convention of the Episcopal Church charged all dioceses and parishes throughout the church to take, quote, concrete actions to reduce the effects of climate change. We're people of hope. We're people of faith. We're people of action. By embracing a way of life that promotes environmental justice through waste recycling, composting, and seeking justice for those who are most vulnerable. Christchurch Cathedral's Creation Care Committee is spotlighting opportunities that can help all of us to reduce our carbon footprint, to address the effects of climate change, and provide tools and partners to further this life-giving work. I invite you to join in the cleansing of our environment and relationships. Attend the Creation Care Deans Forum in three weeks on Sunday, November 6th at 10 a.m. here at the Parish Hall. Learn more about what our church is doing, what our city is doing, what, what our families are doing, and what you can do to change old habits, to freshen the air, to renew the soul, and to heal the world. Yes, maybe even spark a spiritual and cultural transformation. Throughout our lives, God continues to call us, to nag us, to encourage us, to invite us. God's call is persistent. We may never arrive at the point of saying, well, there, now, I've done it all. God no longer needs to ask me to do anything. Not quite. God's call might be different at different times in our lives, but there's always more to do. Sometimes we listen well. At other times, maybe not so much. But God's voice is never stilled. The cry for justice never stops. Opportunities to say, here I am, O Lord, never run out. 
Each time we hear and respond, each time we reply yes, we become more the person that God has been calling us to be, more the person that God created us to be. Light your fire in us, O God. Kindle your spirit in our hearts, for alone we flicker, but together we blaze. Amen.